Okay, here we go. This is episode seven. You're missing the point. I'm Jake Loft. I've got Thomas Bradbury with me. Uh-huh. And we are currently on day six of, uh, or six out of week, five, day five. We've been quarantining for a little bit, and we don't know what day it is, how long we've been here. We haven't done anything important. Um, We're losing some of our will to live, but only the parts of us that want it to die, you know? <laughs> no, only a little bit. I, this is an opportunity to learn all sorts of new skills. The, the, you know, you can't go outside. I've only been outside this week to go to the grocery store. I've gone about every day to the grocery store. And I don't know if that's, a, if that's caused by the cabin fever or by the news insisting that I buy the store out of non-perishable items or like, maybe I just need food. You know, I don't know what it is. Uh, but I, I've been going to the grocery store, which is across the street from my house, back and forth every day this week. While also not talking to anybody, staying six feet away. Thomas, you stay pretty close to people these I'm, days. I'm so far away from everyone. Yeah, and uh, this is this is how bad this crisis has become. I found myself running. You know, I haven't run in a while. Like even when I was working out regularly, I wasn't running. Yeah, uh, that was crazy. He came up the stairs the other day and he says, "I'm gonna go for a run." This and was I, like day one. I that's how early my cabin fever set yeah, in. Yeah, I was like, man, like, I just got to break free, go into the wild. Yeah, that really is setting in. The disease must actually be psychological, and you have it. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It's eating away at your brain. It's like Parkinson's disease. I also found myself playing uh, a phone game. There's this game Plague Inc. It's very fun. But I also found out that it was a dollar, so I decided to get the free version, that some knockoff game, and I played that last night. That was pretty fun. But what I learned from it is that viruses like this can change, can change their form and evolve. So you might be infected with it, and then it could get worse because it evolved into something worse. I don't think it get. I don't think it evolves after you get it. I think that the evolution happens and people get it, mm. and they think they have something else. So you and can get like a worse strain of it if you get yeah. it later. Yeah, I, I you know I haven't really heard a lot about um, this virus mutating, but that is actually a real thing. That, that could, that's yeah. what I do I did on the video game. I just assumed that was somewhat like reality that they could mutate into something. It it, it is, but I don't think that I don't know if this is one of those. Do you think this is going to be one of those what doesn't kill you makes you stronger things? Like, now we'll all have some immunity to it because I think the numbers that are coming out can't be true. Like, so many people have this and are asymptomatic. We had, like, the mayor of, uh, of Miami come out and say, yeah, I had a, had a sniffly nose, but I was exposed to the Brazilian delegation that was here that all had it. Yeah, I wonder what it is. I wonder like what speci- And he got tested, he has it. Yeah. I wonder like what specifically is killing you. Like how are these people dying? Have you heard anything about that? Have you Yeah, heard, it's like, like so on some people this like goes straight for the lungs and it's like a respiratory thing. So think of like um what's the there's there's a respiratory failure. Say you were exposed to like you were in Russia and we're just at an asbestos plant. We're working there, and you got all those toxins in your lung, and then now you can't breathe. Like mesothelioma. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of <laughs> like that. People are. That's why we need all the ventilators because people can't breathe unassisted with this disease. But your body supposedly, like, eventually will build up some sort of fighting against it. But your lungs, long term, then are still going to be not great. 
you might not need a respirator, but and that's why the fear is like super real. That's why the six feet away and all this. At first, it was like this is overblown, and then you see the numbers, and you see at, at least we're not Italy. Like we had a we had ten days to kind of see what happened to them before. Yeah, I think there's like a better way to approach it. Like I, you know, I I'm down with the quarantine thing and all the. Everybody working together to stay away from restaurants and the streets and each other and theme parks, concerts, whatever, you know, that that's fine. Oh, I think we all should be working together to stay away from that type of stuff. And uh, I'm certainly doing it. Uh, but I'm also like not stockpiling a bunch of rice and buying a mask, like wearing a mask around or anything like that. I think some people are buying into the, the consumerism aspect of it a little bit. Um, but if, he, if we keep our heads on straight, like I think we've been doing, yeah. like a lot of people have been, been doing. We've been pretty reasonable Yeah, about I think this. most people have been doing it right. Um, I think the internet, you know, they talk about these these people out there in the beaches and the spring breakers. Yeah, like that's a problem, but that it's, is it's a, not. That is. I don't think it's as big a deal as they say. Like that's, well, it's, it's, it's the same type of. It and brings it to, uh, comes back from spring break. No, I totally see why that would be a big deal. Yeah. I think that it's happening less than we would, than, than is the internet is suggesting. Yeah, 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 getting on just Twitter. Like, just like been... everything on Twitter, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. They should stay away from the beaches, but I bet, I, I doubt, like, the internet, like, if you were to read the internet, you would think that every beach in Florida is just packed. I doubt that is the case. <laughs> <laughs> also, here's the other thing. Like, I noticed with this cabin fever stuff, the days that are the worst are the ones I'm following the news the most. The Twitter outrage over everything and the Reddit and... The TV news really seems to just make me in a bad mood. I'm perfectly happy just chilling, reading a book, working on work, and doing all that. But the second I start reading all these uh, headlines, it just puts me in a spiral to, I need more news. I just need to keep uh, This is a big time for news. I've been watching a lot of it. I, I haven't watched. I haven't regularly most... watched cable news in years, but I've been all over it lately. But I guess, you know, work from home, i nothing to do. I'm not going to watch soap operas. I might as well watch... The Daily Briefing, which is in which is amazing, honestly. I love the Daily Briefing. I'm a huge fan of I saw bits of, the, and pieces. of watching the government, the full force of the government up in front of the TV telling me what they're gonna do. I love that. I think that is great. I, we don't need it every day. That would be exhausting. But like, we haven't had a televised press briefing in like it since like uh, like last sometime last year. Since, yeah, yeah, we like a, stopped yeah. all the press briefings. Yeah, I haven't heard of a televised press briefing. Like I Spicer even, used to do them all the time. Who is even the the new press secretary? Uh, yeah. Not even Huckabee Sanders. Anymore. No, it's we somebody else. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe the camera shy. So I think that's <laughs> fine. We don't need to bring back the daily television. They used to stop. They used to stop all programming for that. It used to be like breaking news. Oh, well, the press secretary comes out, tells us about what happened yesterday. No, like that—that's not a big deal. And that's just where but, they float their like fake information anywhere. They throw other trial balloons. They're like, "Oh, what would the people think if we were possibly proposing yeah. this?" Nobody's ever read a press release. Nobody, yeah. nobody listened to them read them out loud at the press briefing. The, uh, and so everybody said that like the cancellation of those of those events, uh, was bad for democracy. But like now, when like it actually matters that that the president is out there telling us what's up. He is telling us what's up, so it didn't ruin anything, and it's fine. And now it's great. I'm I'm back in business. I used to watch them all the time. Love it. I love seeing those guys up there. Steve Mnuchin, uh, who was up there uh, today. Um, Big Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo was up there today. You know that's some good stuff. It's 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 good to see those guys, strong leaders up there, telling us what's what they're gonna do, what we should do. 
This is the weirdest time I've ever seen in Jake's usually semi-libertarian life. This is the first time I've heard him, one, praising the government. And two, he's out here waiting for the government to send him a check, a taxpayer-funded check. I mean, this is just unheard of in the Jake Loft that I know lifestyle. No, Thomas, here's the thing. No, <laughs> I, it's, I'm still being a libertarian, a right conservative libertarian, you know, the small government guy. Praising no, the government. No, yeah. I spent years of my life trying to uh, get these conservatives elected so that way when there is a crisis, we'll have good leadership that can take care of it and use government properly. And these guys are doing it. I think that the stock market crashed purely because people were not going to work. It has nothing to do with the economic policy. The tax cuts didn't crash the stock market. Right. right? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. And the same and the st- the tax cuts were good. And that was a good time. And now the the times are bad, right? And we we got to trust the guy that knew what to do when we needed the tax cuts. He did them. And now we need the checks. And so he's going to write us the checks. Oh, I don't like the checks. And uh and he's paying for it. He's paying for something that the government directly caused. This is not a financial crisis. It is a public health crisis that just happened to ruin our economy. So, and, and it's because of all the government-mandated stay-at-homes and uh, closing bars and uh, keeping people in their, in their houses, that, that type of stuff ruined the economy, and the government is paying for it because they know that it's all because of the, their doing. And they're like, we only did this because of the public health. It's all very conservative if you frame it correctly. I'm doing it. Uh, I like a little bit. Of I think it, they're doing I, a good job. This we're seeing the full force of government. This is what we hire. This is the thing. This is the whole Donald Trump hiring the best people for the job thing. This is exactly what he was talking about. I don't know if they were the best people, but this is like what they're going for, right? This is why we hire these people. It's for when there's a crisis, we all need to work together and we need to support the country from the White House. And they're doing it, and I watch them on TV every day, and I think it's great. I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, but I don't like their answers. So there's parts to the proposed legislation that's going on that's like, oh, guaranteed loans and some assistance for small businesses that are like your local restaurants and bars that are directly being shut down because of government action. That's not a bailout. In my mind, that is actually supporting our businesses that are only impacted this way because of the government. Right. It's important to remember these checks are designed to, or the, the checks are designed for the employees. The checks. No, the, no, I, yeah, I know you weren't talking about the checks. I, I needed to make another point. The checks are designed for the employees to get to have to be able to live their lives. Then there's the, the the low interest loans to the small businesses, so we can pay the employees. So that way we control unemployment, so the economy goes back where it was at as soon as this crisis is over and people get back to work. That's the type of forethought that we need in policy making. But think about like the long term ramifications of these checks getting sent out, because what ends up happening is you're going to get this check. I don't know where your income level is at, but you may get this check. You may get some level of this check. But they're going to have to recoup these tax dollars that are getting sent to people somehow. And when you say that someone with a tax liability, a gross domestic tax amount of $2,500, a very small amount, someone who's not really working, can still get a $500 check from the government on top of all the welfare and the Medicaid and all the welfare spending we already have. 
How is that a conservative answer? Is that a person that's working and engaged in our economy that needs this short-term temporary relief? No, it is. It isn't. If if we're talking about conservative philosophy and textbooks with Buckley and Milton Friedman and all, and all of that type of stuff, they that they, they you'd have to make a case. You you would have to make a case uh, to them for them to support this. They wouldn't support it blindly. And that's what I'm trying to do. Is I'm trying to make a case for the people that that have their philosophies all lined up and sound like that, right, and consistent stuff. I usually am, I, and of course, I've I have done enough mental gymnastics in my head to 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 make this consistent. You've been watching and, too many um, daily briefings, and now you're no, no. It's it's I've got it all figured <laughs> out. It's all <laughs> um, no. It, it isn't exactly a Ron Paul type of thing. No, but the thing is, like what you said about us having, you know, they're going to raise taxes later to pay back these. They'll have to these checks. They would have to if they were interested in a balanced budget, but they, but they never have been. And so Take the can down the road. That's what they do every. Yes, time. exactly. And so I have no reason to think that they wouldn't, since I'm a man of consistency. But uh, it isn't conservative to uh, to not run a balance to, to to run a deficit. But but I think that the times have changed where that the deficit is less important. And these people, the these con is the, more important than ever, these but. con artist bankers that we've got in the White House have been made an entire career off of writing things off and forgetting them about them entirely, financially speaking. So the they're just gonna do this. They're just be like, this was a, a trillion bucks that was a, we needed it, and now we're gonna pretend that it never happened, and we're gonna we're gonna keep on going. That's just and it's not gonna, how it it's works. It's gonna be though. totally fine. That's exactly they what they're gonna. No, they decide how it works. There are the laws of <laughs> economics and like what value means to you and me. Right. But then there are the laws of how the government is controlled, yeah, and these people that, are writing the rules. Rampant inflation. Yes. Your dollar won't be able to buy as much. Sure, you'll have an extra. Uh, Twelve hundred dollars in your account, but that twelve hundred dollars only has the buying power of six hundred. That's true. And That's then your taxes that they won't even raise, but the taxes you'll be paying because eventually they'll have to get this somehow. Maybe they'll raise sales taxes because they need to provide services. And now that you can't get as many services for your dollar spent, they have to raise your local taxes. Just because the federal government's not raising your taxes here, well, the state well, or the local no, government. That's, that, is that's why to. trade is important. So now what we're going to have to do <laughs> is we're going to have to set up a bunch of trade deals to make China pay for. <laughs> Pay for this? Wouldn't that be hilarious, right? That, that would be well, incredible. Would be I mean, it's insane. their their <laughs> neglect and all of that. So, to the Chinese point, because that's been like the hot issue. At least the left and the media thinks it's a bigger deal than informing the public right now. They'd rather cry out that it's so wrong to call it a Chinese disease. But that's just that's just dumb. It, it, the disease happened in China first. The Chinese Communist government tried to cover it up like they usually do. This is just ex extolling the flaws of socialism and government control that we see all throughout history. This is Chernobyl 2.0, where they had the answers to prevent Chernobyl from blowing up, and they knew it might happen, but instead they just said, oh, we have the best people, we're the government, and we're just going to gloss over any heirs. This is what happened in China now, but instead of a plant blowing up, it's the entire... The plant was in Russia. It, it, what was I saying? You're talking about Chernobyl. You're talking about Chernobyl. China. Oh, I'm saying yeah. China is like what happened in Russia with Chernobyl. Yeah. What's going on in China right now is instead of a nuclear plant blowing up, we have a public health crisis that blew up because the only people that were trying to get the word out for it were, the, were these brave doctors that were fighting it. 
and they ended up dying, and the government tried to suppress their speech, and now the Chinese Communist government is expelling any media from any other country that's not Chinese propaganda control. They're sending away all of these reporters, and then they're sending to our press. They're saying, oh, look, we don't have any more cases. We've cured it. It's all okay. But there's no one to check the facts. Well, I think that democracy I think dies that, in darkness. If no that way. Was a real, oh my gosh. If that was if if they actually lived up to that term, they'd have some undercover reporting going on. But instead, they'd rather make the headline "Trump's racist." <laughs> well, I think that your comparison is uh, more like the um, financial collapse of 2008, because that the government was covering up for the corporations in that in that case, and. Um, I think that one works too. Yeah, I, I I don't think that it's in this. But like I said earlier, it's like this is not a collapse. There there was no bu- no business was taking advantage of any consumer in this financial collapse. It was it's purely because nobody is spending any money because we're trapped yeah. in our houses. I I just have issues with how the money from these bailouts. So they also re- beyond the checks that everyone's hearing about. They also mentioned fifty billion dollar bailout for the airline industries, which truly have been harmed because people can't fly in with the government shutting down a lot of flights that is happening but what has happened in the past when we give these bailouts they do stock buybacks they they just make themselves richer they give uh their bonuses to their ceos it's it's not stuff that actually reinvests in the company or make sure that their company can survive next time there's a crisis no it just ends up giving them more cronyism and more power because they're well-connected industries and I also have problems with how the money, there's $150 billion going to the small businesses, but it's all under the discretion of the Treasury Department under who gets the checks and when. And so this is going to become some bureaucratic hell hole where the government is going to be trying to decide which company is good, which company is bad. Oh, maybe this lobbyist well, knows one, such and Tom, such, and Thomas, now one they thing, get a bailout, one, but the small business owner that was truly impacted doesn't. And now there's going to be bank accounts, like what happened in Afghanistan whenever we did relief there, just random bank accounts with millions of dollars that we never know what happened to. This is what's going to happen. Well, Thomas, one thing that I, that I disagree with that is how bureaucratic it's going to be. It is going to be bureaucratic because the government is bureaucratic, but it is significantly less bureaucratic today than it was t- in 2008. And sure. and in, and in every disaster since that, you know, FEMA-oriented um, plan or program, right? Like there has been quite a bit of waste that's been cut. The president is going up there, and he's like, you know, this is taking too long. This We're not going to do this anymore. Bureaucracy, though, a uh, hundred fifty well, billion dollar. Well, maybe plan? maybe it would, but but Drastic, but it's a lot so of so far. So far, everything that I've seen out of these people is that they are they're they're slashing red tape because people need sure, the stuff maybe now. The, the regulations and all that. But and the process of getting things approved, right? They're, they're like working on the with the FDA, and they're working with the unemployment department and the IRS, right? And they they move the tax date back. Like they're they're cutting the bureaucracy like as much as they can. I don't disagree with you that it is but going, they're to, going to create a massive bureaucracy. Like maybe we'll be paying for this later in in bureaucracy with all these new with this new setup. But but like I th- I think the small businesses are going to be able to get their money. I don't think it's going to be like waiting on FEMA to write your city a check to pay for a flood. I think it's going to be way better than that. I think it's going to be very similar, and the small business owners that get hurt the most are the ones that are least politically connected, while the ones that are politically connected, which usually aren't the smallest of small businesses, but the ones who happen to have good lobbyists, and maybe there's going to be some solar panel companies and just all kinds of crap. Oh, my gosh. 
all kinds of. You crap think is Donald gonna... Trump is going to write a check to a solar panel company? It's small business. Yeah, they they've they're hurting too. Everyone. No, you just said that they're going to be picking and choosing. So they are going to. They're, they're not going to pick a solar panel company. They're going to. Have pick you seen the lobbies? Company. Have you ever gone against the lobbyists the, in the solar panel I don't panel care about industry? the solar lobby. Oh, I've no, gone against man. the solar lobby. I don't in, care about in, the in solar Missouri. lobby. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! There's a bunch. That's of... a real lobby. I'm telling you. No, the solar lobby is a bunch of burnouts. No, these these are hard people. They are smart people. They are good lobbyists. You you've never gone up against them, so you don't know. No, I don't care about the solar lobby. One time, I was <laughs> whenever I was in the college Republicans, um, a friend of or somebody I was she she became a friend of mine. But at that time, I had never met her before. Um, she was working with uh, this green energy group in Missouri. Mm, what was it? Renew Missouri. Have you heard of them? I've not. Oh yes, I think yes, they went defunct. They might be big. They there might be their they might either still be completely hassling everybody, or they went totally defunct because they were doing nothing but hassle people. The uh, group though um, had like you know presence on, on the college campus, University of Missouri, SAC school, of course. Um, yeah, they're still alive. Renew Missouri. Renew Missouri is. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. Um, Why were you involved with them? I wasn't. So the person <laughs> that was involved with them reached out to me as president of the CRs and wanted to do. Or they let. They were telling me that they were sponsoring a, um, like a clean energy forum, right? And like, like both conservative and liberal approaches to solving the energy crisis. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Right? I don't I'm not opposed yeah. to green energy. I I think that like the problem is like corruption with the power companies and and the cities mostly. But so I had this thing and I was supposed to turn people out. I I don't think I, I think I brought like one person with me. I was like, "No, this is this is not cool. It's going to be a bunch of hippies." Even though I'm sort of hip, a little bit hip. And um Yeah. And so then I got involved with those guys a little bit casually. Man, they're a bunch of dicks. I tell you, they, uh, their um, lobby. They were these were like the lobbyists. These were like the solar panel. This was like yeah. the solar lobby, right? The and, people I was taking you know, on and wind and like uh, the people that take advantage of our seniors water. and non English speaking citizens and get things passed. Oh, like these like door to door like sign up for solar panel scams. Residential are crazy. pace is what he's talking well, about. Property yeah. says clean energy, where they make the government come and collect the private debts owned by these people they have the government county assessors and county collectors doing all this work it's, it's terrible wow. absolutely terrible i didn't misuse know of government. i didn't i don't know anything about their setup i know that like they're selling snake oil but door to they door. are 100 yeah i wrote a whole pa- a, a whole uh article on it for the missouri times <laughs> oh the missouri times shout uh, yeah. out missouri times i'd love a banner scott ad Fawn, if you could yeah. scott fawn we're big yeah. twitter followers we the yeah. mutual twitter followers Love the Cardinals. Sad to see that they are um, they're delayed. Play for right? A while, yeah. Nobody's gonna play. I think I I don't know if they take away baseball from us, they might as well. T- that that that's like eliminating the national anthem from history. The the weird anything. thing was like the, nothing seemed serious to me about any of this until they canceled basketball. Totally. That was the beginning of, like, this is Like, real. March Madness is canceled? What? Can't they just play without fans? They canceled and then, entire seasons And then Rudy sports. Gobert and Donovan Mitchell on the Jazz. Shout out, shout out Jazz. They have a good squad. I like that team. They're young. They're hip. 
but uh, also big time Corona guys. Good, they're corrupt. They got the front of the line with the tests. They yeah. had more tests when the CDC had given out seventy seven tests. They but, had but 50 think about of this: them. if it hadn't been for them and them making those test results public, we probably would be way worse with the social distancing, with the quarantining, and we wouldn't have hashtag flatten the curve. Like the CDC is trying to tell us. Well, consider that maybe patient zero was your boy that touched the microphones. Rudy Gobert? Yeah, he spread it to the (laughs) the Nets and the, uh, and Sean Payton. Somehow he's got it in the NFL. I think it's just going to, it's going to be quite a collection of people that that? have it. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder where it is. Yeah, like I'm feeling good. Like the last, I feel great. The last time that I've been anywhere near somewhere that was allegedly exposed to it was like three weeks ago. I've got, I've, I've no symptoms, no feeling good. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only all... time I felt bad was just because I had a hangover and that. <laughs> yeah, I had a little bit of you know after you know some drinking. You know, you know how it goes. Yeah, listeners, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, but this is the the problem with social media. I woke up with a hangover, and then I'm checking the Twitter, and I'm like, oh my, do I have it? No, I I no. ate a sandwich, and then I felt great again. I drank water. Yeah. yeah, no. You've been working on any projects since you've been locked in the house? So. Here's the difference between lockdown, quarantine, Loft and I, is uh, he ends up doing projects. I keep eating my snacks. I I did go on a run, but like for the most part, I've been like, when I'm not working or obsessively checking the news, I've been playing video games. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, Jake, on the other hand, he made like a whole... Uh, he made ribs the other night. He's been smoking meat. And uh, let me tell you, it's, it's delicious. But, like, Jake, what have you been up to? Oh, sorry. I, was, uh, I actually just received a Zoom video call uh, from, uh, from a friend of mine. And uh, uh, what was the question? What kind of projects have you been up to? Uh, so these days I, I've been working on uh, card tricks. I do. <laughs> Please tell me that's not real. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've been uh, I've been sitting at my desk. I've been doing card tricks, uh, working on like vanishing acts. You know, like whenever they they like <laughs> put the card on the table and then it it disappears. And like, why haven't I seen fist. any of these yet? Well, because I haven't wor- I haven't. They're not good enough yet. I'll show them to you as soon as I'm finished. By the end of this quarantine, I'm going to be like a master magician. Now I feel <laughs> now I feel wrong for saying that you're learning useful skills if you're just being a magician. What's wrong with magic? What has magic ever done for the world? Well, have you heard of Harry Potter? That's a book. That's that's. What did you say? I got this Zoom call going over here, and they're trying to participate in the cast. Who do we have on? What did you say? Who do we have on? on Who do we have on? I've got um, Sean and Stephanie. What's oh. up, guys? Oh, man. Welcome to the cast. Welcome is, to uh, the cast. This is quite the time. I, w- I was just explaining. This is your se- what? When were you on the first time? Oh, that's right. So, do you, if you, listeners, I know that you know this. Um, from the last episode, we were talking about how I got a new name, and I said a bunch of stuff about some previous names that I had received and uh, they were all terrible and they were all from one of these people that's on this video call that I'm having right now, this quarantine happy hour. Quarantine happy hour. That's hashtag quarant- quarant- 
Corin. Ha- you know, no, no, nope. I don't think so. Work. I don't think so. So she was, yeah. This girl over here on this on this thing, she uh, has bad ideas for names. Did not once mention you're missing the point. I think she might have been missing the point. Thomas, you have missed all of the points in your life. <laughs> yes, that is the truth. Thomas has no idea of anything. You should have heard us. You know, ten minutes ago, I was just telling him about how these twelve hundred dollar checks are good for all of us. And I was explaining how he was missing the point. Um, but the I think this should be a new segment. We just have Thomas hate calls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people... Um, I think that'd be a good segment. Thomas. Yeah, people hate Thomas. That's the thing. It's like a new... Te- it's like a television show. Everybody loves Raymond. Everyone hates Thomas. Everyone hates <laughs> Thomas. Very nice. Okay, guys, that was it. Thank you for listening. We had a very lively discussion on um, the quarantine, the economy, the universal basic income proposal, and um, various skills that I think are important that Thomas does not. Magic's not important. Tune in next time. You're Missing the Point with Jake Loft featuring Thomas Bradbury. Occasionally.